John's first topic today is a night in St. Peter. I've driven through St. Peter a million times on my way down to uh, Vikings training camps to do other stories, so I'm intrigued by that. We're going to get into debate champions, coaching milestones, jottings, most valuable teammate, and the future of Williams Arena. Okay, you do, you have piqued my interest there. Uh, let's get to it here on Preps Today with John Malay. He's John Malay, of course, from mshsl.org. You can read his written work at John's Journal. You can hear his spoken word artistry here at talknorth.com. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. And you can also check out talknorth.com for all of our other sports, outdoor, and variety content. Thanks, as always, to Pizza Barn in Princeton and Jody Stay. We're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studio. We also want to thank Propane, propane.com. All right, John, start us off in St. Peter. Yeah, it's a great town, Jim. Um, you know, it's it's one of those unique Minnesota towns that has a college. It's a small town with a college. We, you know, we know all about the Mayak schools. and, and But, you know, everybody knows about Gustavus, I think. Sports people do. But St. Peter High School is really a gem. I, I don't know how old the school is. It's fairly new. It's uh, it's just it's an unbelievably great facility, great people. I was down there for some basketball, a basketball doubleheader. Uh, it's, it's, there's a really cool longstanding rivalry between the two Highway 169 schools, Jordan and St. Peter. They're about a half hour apart. Uh, so this was a basketball doubleheader Tuesday night. The boys played first, followed by the girls, which that, that's cool. It was great fun. Um, you know, and I've been to both of those towns a lot over the many years I've been doing this work. And uh, people are in both towns are fantastic. I've never been to Jordan or St. Peter and not had a great time. And in this case, I was invited down there by uh, my friend, Kurt Hildebrandt. He's a former newspaper guy who's now working as the uh, uh, communications person for the St. Peter Peter School District, does a great job. And the gym in St. Peter is one of my favorites. It's, it's roomy, it's bright. There's lots of different viewing angles. There's kind of a kind of a patio on one end. You can stand and look down behind one of the, from above one of the baskets. First class all the way. Great place to watch a, a game, whether it's basketball or wrestling or whatever. Uh, the outcome of the game is almost secondary to everything else. St. Peter won both games. I talked with coaches and players. After those games, I'm putting together a John's Journal story about uh, one evening in St. Peter. Here's an oddity that I tweeted while I was sitting there at courtside. In Jordan, Minnesota, the girls and boys teams have different nicknames. The boys are the Hubmen, H-U-B-M-E-N, and the girls are the Jaguars. I, I, I put that, I posed that question on, on Twitter. Is there any other high school in Minnesota that has two distinct nicknames for boys and girls? I didn't hear of any, and I'm not aware of any. And people in Jordan can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's my understanding the Hubman, that nickname comes from the town's railroad history, and their logo for the Hubman is, is a locomotive. And I'm assuming, I, I think I've been told this before, I can't be certain that when girls' sports started, they didn't want a nickname that had the you know men in it. So they, they're the Jaguars, which it's just a unique, distinctive thing. And for years, I've told people in Jordan, the, their nickname, they should have one nickname, and it should be the Michaels, the Jordan Michaels. How hard is that? That's easy. You know, Mike's for short. And then you get a hold of uh, Michael Jordan's corporation. You get a hold of Michael Jordan Incorporated, 
have them pay for everything. Come on, they'll be, you know, come on, Jordan High School, be like Mike. I think that would be awesome. Or I've never be, gotten anywhere with that. Nobody in Jordan has ever has ever said, "Hey, that's a good idea." I just get funny looks, but I get funny looks a lot. So that's uh, yeah, that's my to. latest pitch for <laughs> for the Jordan Michaels. Well, you could be, or they could be the <laughs> air men and the air women. Yeah, there's a lot of things you could do here. Um, but I, I got to say thanks to the basketball teams, the coaches, the players from St. Peter. There was a little gift bag for me at my seat at the scorer's table. I, I, I am now the proud owner of a really cool uh, St. Peter Saints t-shirt and thank you cards were in there signed by players and coaches. Uh, and in another, another sign that it was a great day, I had a drive through lunch and a drive through dinner, both at McDonald's, one in Brooklyn Center, the other in St. Peter. I do indeed leave, lead a glamorous life when I can do something like that. And uh, before we move on to the next topic, I just want to mention last week I talked about Annandale boys basketball coach Skip Dolan, who's retiring after this season. Uh, at that point, I didn't have the story written. The story has now been posted on John's Journal at mshsl.org. And the theme is, is kind of, it's a family-type story. Skip and his wife, Kathy, have three kids eight grandkids. They all live very close by. Everybody goes to the basketball games. Uh, so that's kind of the focus of the story. And like I said, you can read about Skip Dolan and his family on John's journal. Excellent. Uh, great stuff. And I did, I did appreciate the skipping from Annandale uh, storytelling last week as well. Yep. All right, let's move on to, uh, this is not just about sports, it's also about activities. The activities are just as important. Let's talk about debate champions. Yeah, this uh, we had the state debate championship uh, last week, last Friday and Saturday at the University of Minnesota. I, I've talked previously here, this is the oldest state tournament the high school league has, first held in 1902. So this one has been around a long time. Uh, I'm going to run down the list of state champions. There's four categories in high school debate in Minnesota. Uh, Bella Adams of St. Croix Prep is the state champion. And Lincoln Douglas, Max Olvin, and Kiernan Baxter-Koff of St. Paul Central. They're the policy debate state champions. Zelly Olson and Eva Redmond of Blake, they took the top honors in public forum. And Devarsh Bora of Edina was the state champion in congressional debate. Congrats to everybody who competed. Uh, it's a great tournament. Uh, another great year for debate in Minnesota. And uh, congrats to all. Excellent. I appreciate you bringing their achievements to, to our attention. Uh, it's always just such great stuff. All right, let's move on to coaching milestones, John. Yeah, this is a big – boy, we, we've been really hitting some big numbers here lately, Jim. Uh, this one is about games coached. Uh, Dave Palmquist, a guy I've known for a long time, is the South St. Paul girls hockey coach. He coached boys hockey at Minnehaha Academy for seven years, a long time ago. Now he's in his 30th season with the South St. Paul girls hockey team. He just coached his 1,000th high school hockey game. That's a, that's a great number. And then as far as uh, coaching milestones, as far as wins, Hopkins boys basketball coach Ken Novak Jr., he uh, recently recorded his 950th career win wow. over four, 42 years of coaching, the first seven at Blaine and then the rest at Hopkins. He ranks second among boys basketball coaches in Minnesota behind the late Bob McDonald of Chisholm. Bob had 1,012, so 62 more if Kenny wants to get up there with Bob. that's uh, I would not rule that out. Uh, Kenny's a great guy, a great coach, and it's fun to see him uh, reach that milestone. 
Um, up at Red Lake County, boys basketball coach Steve Fillion, he got his 650th career win. I wrote about Steve, boy, a number of years ago. I should go back and find that story and maybe repost it. Um, speaking of Hopkins basketball, Brian Cosgriff, who was an assistant to Ken Novak on the boys' side a long time ago, and then had a great run as the Hopkins girls coach, won several state titles. Now he's the Minnetonka girls coach. Uh, Brian Cosgriff, uh, he reached 600 career wins this week. And finally, congrats to Hancock High School boys basketball coach Corey Bedell on his 200th career win. We have some great, great dedicated people coaching high school athletes in Minnesota. It's nice to, it's nice to give them a little publicity here. No doubt about it. Do you think Ken Novak is motivated by that next milestone? I, I don't think he cares about that at all. And uh, somebody was asking me about about Kenny recently in a gym somewhere. It might have been Skip Dolan. Maybe I think we were talking about uh, just basketball and coaches. And, and uh, I, I'm I'm slightly surprised Kenny hasn't retired. You know, his his dad Ken Novak Senior, who was a great guy, died a while back. Um, at one point, I, I had the suspicion that Kenny was was coaching, was continuing to coach because it meant so much to his dad. As his dad got older, he started uh, having some issues, and and uh, but basketball was a big part of, of Ken Senior's life. And and uh, but yeah, bless Kenny Junior. He's still coaching. Boy, there's some lucky kids getting to play for that guy. He's done so much uh, for so many kids over the years. Such a great coach. Such a good guy. And, uh, yeah, I don't think the number means anything to Kenny. He just loves what he's doing and, and loves to teach basketball and coach, uh, you know, loves, kind of loves the, the camaraderie with other coaches and even officials. Yes. Officials too. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Anybody like that, boy, they get to decide how long they get to, they're going to do it. And, uh, for anybody, whether it's Dave Palmquist or Kenny Novak Jr., Steve Fillion, you know, Brian Cosgriff, these longtime coaches, they, they do great things and boy, nobody should, uh, nobody should put any pressure on anybody to do anything. They, those guys get to make those decisions and that's as it should be. No doubt. Congratulations to, to Mr. Novak. All right. We're going to get to some jottings. John's most valuable teammate of the week. We're going to talk about the future of Williams Arena, which I think is a great topic. Right now though, we want to thank Jody Stay and her fine operation Pizza Barn in Princeton. That's it, right down there in downtown Princeton, a great spot. Everybody in Princeton and, and areas around Princeton is familiar with the Pizza Barn. They've been there for 40 years. Great service, great public service. It's not just great food and great meals. It's it's community efforts they do. It's always busy. The menu includes everything you'd want for lunch and dinner, in-person dining, take-and-bake, delivery. They cater. They have a popular lunch buffet Monday through Friday. And we've talked about it, I think we talked about it last week, the January pizza of the month is the street taco pizza. Uh, it's They're serving it with sour cream and guacamole on the side. They use shredded park bar, pork barbacoa. It's, it's dynamite. Get yours down at the uh, Pizza Barn in downtown Princeton. Stop in and have some. Uh, call them up, get on the website, pizzabarnprinson.com. They'll deliver. And as, as you said, uh, great thanks to our friend Jody Stay and her, her crew at the Pizza Barn for being part of our podcast. No doubt. And rem remember, they got food trucks. Check out the oh. food trucks. Uh, they do a great job of that as well. 
Also want to let you know we need to lower our carbon footprint, need reliable and affordable energy, and a clean energy solution for tomorrow is available today. It's ready to work alongside other energy sources. It's propane. Propane produces 43% fewer emissions than the equivalent amount of electricity generated from the U.S. grid and is energy stored on-site and independent from the vulnerabilities of that grid. Major advances are being made today for renewable propane, which is compatible with traditional propane. Minnesota needs to use all of our low-carbon alternatives to safely provide energy, reliability, resiliency, and affordability. Propane, the right energy right now. Find out more about what propane can do for you at propane.com. And once again, we're coming to you from the Aquarius Home Services studios. Thanks to Aquarius Home Services. And now let's get on to John's jottings. Yeah, just a couple of brief notes here, Jim. Uh, we had a pet band appreciation tweet from our friend Rick Grammon up in Piers. He posted a couple of photos um, from a basketball doubleheader when Piers hosted uh, Little Falls for a girls-boys doubleheader, uh, both schools had their bands there. The Little Falls band came along, uh, had a great night with that. That's really awesome. You know, the only time I really see two pep bands in the same gym are at state tournaments. Um, and they're going to do it again. They're going to play again. Piers is going to Little Falls February 16th. They're going to do it again. That's a cool thing to get on a bus as a band and have a road game as a band. So way to go Piers and little falls and the other item here, this is a really cool wrestling item. I've never heard of this, uh, a, a wrestler at Proctor Hermantown United. That's a co-op up, up outside at Duluth, Zach McPhee. He's the top ranked wrestler in class two a at 189 pounds. He has recorded a pin at every weight class in his varsity career. That means from 103 pounds up to 189. Wow. This kid, I assume he's a senior and, and probably maybe started wrestling in seventh grade. I don't know. But to do that, to record a pin at every weight class all the way up to 189, that's pretty cool. And clearly a good wrestler ranked number one in uh, 2A at 189. I'm sure you're impressed with my uh, achievements in that regard. I've been pinned at every weight class. <laughs> Ever I've invented. never met a meal I couldn't turn on its back. <laughs> I've never made weight either. You you can pin that cheese pretzel. All That's right. right. <laughs> All right. Uh, great segment uh, that John always brings to us, his most valuable teammate. Of yeah, this, this week we're honoring Kylie Highland. She's a senior member of the dance team at Stuartville High School. Is a standout in both athletics and academics. Kylie works hard every day, making sure to always help others. She encourage, encourages her teammates at all levels. Kylie cares about every girl on the team, makes sure they feel welcome every day. She's always willing to put in the extra work necessary to be the best she can be. Congrats to Kylie Highland of Stuartville High School on being a most valuable teammate. Congratulations, Kylie. Great stuff. All right, let's wrap up today's show with the future of Williams Arena. Yeah, what is the future of the, of the barn, Jim? You know, there's been some reporting this week on apparently the University of Minnesota is exploring what should, could or should be done with Williams Arena. This has been a topic for 50 years probably. You know, when you see all these other arenas, modern arenas being built. I love the barn. I know it's not as fan-friendly as a lot of places. It's hard to get in and out. can be hard to move around. Um. Does that matter to you know high school recruits? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I and, you know. And, and as far as the high school world, we use Williams Arena for state basketball tournaments. Everybody loves to go there, um, boys and girls both. We have you know the girls tournament is usually entirely 
at Williams Arena and the Pavilion for the boys' tournament. There'll be quarterfinals at Williams, and then everybody goes to Target Center for for semifinals and finals. But I, I I'm kind of I'm kind of torn here. I, I love that old barn. The history is unbelievable, but it's an old barn, and I just I, I you know, does the U have any money to replace it? Do they revamp it? Do they tear it down? Do they start over? You know, what, what do you think the future holds here? You're, you're more plugged into these things than I am. You know, in this case, I don't know that I am more plugged in. So I'll just <laughs> take it. I'll take the outside view, which is yeah. uh, I'm of two minds. One is I, I'm actually multiple, more than two minds, of multiple minds. Uh, okay. In the modern era, I kind of hate the fact that we uh, spend so much money on our venues I will also contradict myself by saying that I absolutely love the venues in Minnesota. So yeah. I'm, I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we should have spent all that money in us bank stadium, but I love us bank stadium. Right. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think we, I think the taxpayers probably got a little bit better deal with target field. And because I'm a baseball guy and I love downtown, I love what it does for downtown. I, I love it. So, uh, you know, I don't, want to see them get rid of Williams arena. And I don't know what can be done with it to upgrade it from its current status. Um, I don't, I don't know what the answer is. Uh, You know, part of the charm is that you're sitting in the same seats that people sat on 60 years ago to watch, you know, Dave Winfield play or whatever. Um, Right. Right. I don't know. But, and you, you probably spend more time, you know, in the bowels of that or uh, that uh, arena moving around. And, and I don't know how difficult things are there. So I don't know. It's, I'm just not sure I want to see major changes there. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not either. And you know, it's, it, you talk about moving around in the bowels, you know, you and I know what it's like at target center and the XL center and us bank, you know, uh, on the locker room levels and how, how roomy it is in those places. Williams arena is not that you, you go down those, skinny little steep stairways down to the locker room level. There's a narrow little hall down there with locker rooms and training rooms and officials rooms and, and a media room. And, and it is cramped down there. I, I, if I had to be stuck anywhere, you know, for like three days, that is not where I'd want to be. I am a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit, uh, Plus not public. sure of myself. You know, if I'm in yeah. an elevator that, that appears to be not going anywhere, I, I freak out a little bit. And that when I, I don't, you know, when I go down there, I'm not down there for long. And uh, I've been down there with, you know, the teams, you know, you're playing the stem of these teams when they walk in there for the first time, they walk out on the floor, they check out the locker room and, you know, everybody loves it because it's Williams arena. Everybody's seen it on TV forever, but yeah. What, what are the options? That's the thing. I don't know. What can they do? I, I, and they don't have any money. I mean, they've eliminated a couple of men's sports, you know, for nickels and dimes. How would it look to spend however many millions of dollars Yep. when, when you've eliminated sports, uh, you know, men's outdoor track and, and uh, gymnastics, you know, it's, it's been a big, it's been a big controversy. And, and I, I just don't know the answer. You know, I, this is different than a professional team financially. This is a state supported school. They're, they better not be raising tuition to pay for a new arena. You know, there's a P there's a whole bunch of PR PR bombs all over this thing. And, you know, I mean, we'll see what happens, but if, if Williams arena stays here for another 50 years, I'm fine with that. Um, I, 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 everybody, not everybody loves the barn. You see comments on people hate the barn. Well, it's, 
it is what it is. It's our, it's our barn. I'm fine with it, but I, I think it's probably smart to explore options. But again, would that, would a brand new, you know, super expensive arena help recruit kids? I don't know if that's the case. You know, there's a lot of challenges here. This isn't like a lot of college markets because this is a pro sports town, a pro sports state. Yeah. The Gophers, that's our big state university, but I, I don't know that putting up a new building is going to do much for recruiting. Um, that might even, maybe this is maybe the barn helps recruiting. I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a sticky situation and we'll just have to see what the U of M uh, decides and if anything changes. It's a sticky situation. That stickiness is a Coke somebody spilled 80 years ago. That's still <laughs> that's right. clinging to the paint. Uh, <laughs> that's correct. Uh, and you know, here's, and here's, you make, you made a point that I was going to make John is, Okay, you're going to get rid of Williams Arena. You're going to build a state-of-the-art basketball yeah. arena to attract recruits. Yeah. Well, now you're joining the arms race, and now you're okay. So if you're going to do that, then you need to spend enough that your place is better than Ohio State's right. or Michigan State's or the University of Michigan's. Now you're and so now you're spending a lot of money to try to match what more established programs, more, you know, traditional winning programs have done. Yeah. Yeah. Is that going to sway a Minnesota kid to stay here? Or are you better off being unique and be able exactly. to offer something different? Yeah, this isn't, you know, it's, it's kind of like the, the Duke situation with Cameron indoor stadium, these old barns that people love. Of course you win it. You win a lot of basketball games. Your, your facility doesn't matter. That's, that's part of the problem here too. Um, if they were winning more games, and, and I think Ben Johnson's the right guy, I think he needs more time, but I think, um, you know, become a more of a winning program, your recruiting is going to improve, and maybe the point is moot. But, yeah, I, I, uh, it, it's really interesting. You know, it's just, a, it's just a, a constant talker. I hear more and more about it, and now with this reporting that the U is actually, you know, taking steps to, to study this thing, I think we're going to hear more about it, and the debate will rage, as they say. No doubt. And we will, we will rage here about it uh, <laughs> periodically. You bet. Because that's what we do. As you can tell, this is a rage-filled oh, show. Very controversial. Very controversial. <laughs> hey, great stuff as always, John. I appreciate it. We'll talk next week. Thanks to everyone who listens to TalkNorth.com. Reminder, if you like the show, subscribe to your favorite podcast app. It's free. It's the easiest way to listen. Also, go to TalkNorth.com. You'll find the best sports lineup in town, outdoor content, variety content, including Dave Lee, Mike Grimm on the Gophers, and I'm sure he talks about Williams Arena as well. He does a great job for us as well. Uh, we have great people like John all over the, the map uh, on the network. Check it out, and we do appreciate it.